What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freighter, the club CEO here. We have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the club app, the number one community for DJs where you can get paid for your live streams. We have my brother DJ Raf here on the podcast. Please introduce yourself to the people who you are and where you're from. Hi, how you doing, everybody? I go by DJ Raf. I'm from Long Island, New York, mostly, mostly from the metro New York area, Queens, Brooklyn, New York. Um, I'm 22 years old. And I'm not going to hold you. The one thing I love of all else, music and DJing is the best way I can share that with the world. So I keep I keep it going like that. Awesome, man. We we're super excited to hear your story, man. And this is really great to hear. You know, you're 22 years old and you've been rocking in the DJ industry. Definitely want to hear from the very beginning, like what sparked your interest in becoming a DJ and kind of walk us through those beginning days. All right. So I want to say when I was like, 13 like 12 to 13 in that range i first got into high school it was more so um i used to be around a lot of like uh because that's when like in new york like 2013 2014 that's when new york had this thing called double tap that's when it was like called double tap so that's like it was a whole age of like you know uh, it's a it's a whole kind of music generation that going on. Uh, Double Tap was a derivative from Jersey music, so that's how I kind of started like that. So I hang I hung around a lot of DJs who were doing that. So I, I remember one of the DJs that I was hanging around. His name was DJ Ah Todd, and I started hanging around at, like him and a bunch of other people. So that's when I started, you know, getting into music. And I'm not gonna hold you. One of the best decisions of my life, but I'm not gonna hold you. The one thing that I remember was going to a few of those double tap parties and I'm not gonna hold you. Uh, I was still learning at the time. I was horrible. I was horrible and learning. Like one time I was literally just watching the dude, Odd Toddler, like just DJ. And then he told me like, he was gonna go dance for a little bit. He said, yo, Raph, get on. I'm like, wait, what? You said, wait, what? Hold on. I'm not, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. So he just threw me on the set. And um, what happened is I'm not going to hold you. I just immediately started loading the sync button, just pressing play, just shifting over. I was horrible, but nobody noticed it. And basically, the thing with double tap is it's just a consistent beat going on. So everybody knew what we was doing. Um, <laughs> uh it's, I literally was just like so scared, so shocked. Like first time DJing in front of people, I thought I was going to mess up. And what happened was I was just like, they, by the grace of God, everything went good. And from there, I kept it going. And then I would just be like regular in the spots. Like just, it was it was a lot of backyard parties, um, a lot of backyard parties. And that's what goes on in Queens. Uh, and Brooklyn, like that's what really happens in Queens, New York. Yeah, especially like spring and summertime, like a lot of backyard parties. And that's what started to help me get my name out there. So a lot of those Queens double tap backyard parties, that's what from 2013 all the way to like 2015, that was like the prime age of outdoor backyard parties. That's like, that was it. You, you go to Queens in 2013, 2015, like, yo, you got to come to a backyard party. We get lit over here. Where are that? No, that's super dope intro, man. You're young. 
in these parties. You did your first DJ set at a party. You were nervous, but you made it through and you realized that, hey, it's not as scary as it seems. And you're able to kind of take that experience and just really kill it at the rest of these backyard parties. So we want to hear, you know, going from there, where did you take your career? You know, when were you able to shift it from like a hobby to something that you're able to kind of do professionally or just the beginning of your DJing career? It started off like, you know, I wanted to be in the mix and I kind of wanted to be around the people. And, you know, then it started to grow into a passion. Like, you know, I'm so good at this. You know, I, I, I want to keep getting better. And it just and then once I started saving money and I invested in my own equipment, I just like, you know what, let me start doing this like fully and professionally. And then that's when I started, like, I took it on the road. I was doing shows on my own for a minute. And it got so good to the point where I started, I, I was doing this for almost a year and some change. I started getting a booking out of New York. I was starting to travel outside of New York. And it got so much better. Like, wow. Like, I, and personally, I'm a humble ass dude. I sometimes don't even think I'm that good. And then for people to really tell me that I'm this good, it's like, wow man, I gotta start giving myself more credit. And I'm just like, you know what? Let's keep going, I'm not gonna stop. And honestly, it really took a lot of, you know, self-searching to really like tell myself, yo, I gotta be better. And, but the one problem that I had, and it's gonna lead into the next subject, I think, is that I trusted the wrong people sometimes. And that's what made me to make a few mistakes moving forward always trusting some of the wrong people because everybody in the music industry sometimes they just have their own hidden agendas i'll say yeah man i would love for you to dive into some of those learning lessons that you have because in this podcast we want to teach people from your journey and mm -hmm. so they don't make those same mistakes and tell us about some of the you know advice you may have gotten from people that kind of steered you in the wrong direction and what you learned from those lessons um, so it started off like you know basically so as a DJ and like also and how things are set up kind of out here in New York, we had there's DJs who throw parties and there's DJs who just DJ. I was a mixture of the DJs who were throwing parties and were just DJ. And sometimes when you throw parties, you collab with some of the other teams who do parties or you collab with some of the other people doing parties and you keep it going like that. But then, you know, sometimes you just get people who are greedy and they want everything to themselves. And I, mind you, I'm young. I was like 14, 15, and I'm working with people who are a little bit older than me, who are more, have more experience about that and can kind of finesse me out of uh, like, out of money or just like that. But I didn't notice it because I was young. So a lot of these people sometimes took advantage of me and it was just like, damn. And I'll, I, I, honestly, I'll, all I want to do is just DJ and make music and just have fun, throw parties. I have fun seeing other people have fun. That's how I have fun. And it was just like, damn, all y'all concerned about is money. All y'all concerned about is who got the most clout, like Jesus. And it's like, damn. And that's what really kind of taught me to grow up. I can't go into specifics about one certain incident, but because of this incident, it really taught me like, wow, some of y'all DJs are really effed up that y'all would take advantage of a kid who's just trying to make it. Because the DJs sometimes that I worked with were like 18 plus, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. And I was like 14, 15 at the time. And how they were kind of taking advantage of me, it was like, wow, 
y'all are some sick mfers like jesus yeah man it's tough man because like you got to really know who to trust in the industry because especially as a young guy in the industry working hard you don't really know too much better so it's really important to surround yourself with good mentors and people that are going to help you out as opposed to take advantage of you especially in those early days man uh, you know i would love to hear what are some of the things that you were able to transition out of and kind of watch out for the next time around where you're dealing with people in the industry so other people can see these signs and know when things are not right one thing i see is like uh normally i'm not the type of person to really listen to anybody but if there's multiple people saying something there's going to be a little bit of truth behind it um there's some promoters right now that are from new york that i've worked with personally and professionally and i just know that a little bit how they operate is a little bit shady and it's not because i'm taking nobody's work word for it it's because i've worked with that person myself and there's a, a promoter specifically i won't name him you know I've done multiple gigs for him out of the kindness of my heart, and it always ended up with him walking out before paying me, giving me some type of excuse. And I'm not the type of person, I'm not going to hunt you down for my money, but it's like, it's a level of respect. You burn this bridge, don't ask me for nothing moving forward. So moving forward, it's like now, I don't even, I still sometimes, I choose when I want to get deposits because if I, if I know you and I know that if you, like what you're working with, I'll help you out. Like, you know, sometimes I'll, I won't even charge you that, but that's only if I really mess with you. I don't do this for everybody, but because I know what it, because I know sometimes what it was struggling to get money for equipment, struggling to pay DJs, struggling for a lot of stuff. So if I see a young DJ or a young promoter starting up like that, it reminds me of me. So I'm not going to go too crazy on that, but it taught me a lot how to humble myself because you don't know when you can be thrown right back in that position where you could be asking people for help and everything comes back to you. Yeah, man, no, that's tough, bro. And, and I'm glad that you are able to learn that lesson. You're able to articulate that out to people here on the podcast because you never know who you're dealing with. And the thing is people burn bridges and they don't know the value of what they're burning. You know what I mean? Like if you are someone that, want to maintain relationships for the long term you're going to get much more value out of that long-term relationship than whatever you're sacrificing that in that short term or the immediate cash that you're getting or whatever the opportunity that is that you're trying to take advantage of and you got to think for the long run like this is a small industry people talk and your name and your reputation is all you have so by doing that and not playing the game right and being a good person within this industry you're going to be missing out on so much opportunity and just think about it be a good person do the industry right and really play by the rules and help other people on the way as opposed to try to bring people down because it's not worth it and you're not going to see blessings by doing that yeah i'm not going to hold because there's the one thing that people sometimes forget is that djs is how y'all is how rappers get their music played and i'm not gonna lie to you there's been many times where i've heard rappers music and i didn't think it was good but I'm not gonna let my my personal opinion cloud that. So even if I don't think it's good, I'll still play it because everybody's opinion is different. Everybody's opinion is different. What I might think is trash, some people might like it. What they might think is trash, I might like it. So it's about how you perceive it. So and like and that whole running like like running off without paying these like main thing. Always pay your DJs. Always pay your DJs. That's our main thing. Don't ever try to finesse your DJs because if you finesse your DJs, you know, we connected. 
These are just how the music industry was built. Dr. Dre, Grandmaster Flash, Cool Hurt. Like those DJs kind of paved the way for how everything is built from the East Coast to the West Coast. They set the, they set the bar. And I guarantee you, if any any person played either Dr. Dre, Cool Hurt, Grandmaster Flash, freaking any DJ from that early on, they regretting it now. Like, damn, I burned a, I burned a bridge with Dr. Dre. Jesus, that says itself right there. <laughs> Yeah, man, you never know who is going to become what. So treat everyone with respect because you never know what bridges you're going to be burning, man. I would love to hear, you know, from there in that early kind of introduction to the DJ game, what were you able to, you know, look forward to that kind of kept you moving forward? Because that rough intro could kind of burn some people and make them not want to even continue being a DJ. (laughs) But what made you like see this as a pathway that you want to continue going down? Now, I basically love DJing because I grew up with music, you know, my pops always was playing, you know, some smooth R&B, a little bit on the car. I grew up to Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, Usher. Before I became a DJ, I was a dancer. And I still sometimes dance here and there, but my love for music starts and always will always be just seeing other people having fun to it, hearing that flow, going with the groove and all of that. That's what always got me. And the best thing about it, seeing other people having fun to what I'm making happen, that's a whole other kind of rush that I can't even get over still to this day. I have fun seeing other people have fun and throwing parties and seeing people having fun at what I'm putting together. That's like, yeah, like what? Like, And I'm the reason why everyone's having fun. I'm the reason why everybody's smiling. That's that's a whole other kind of high that I still love getting to this day. That's I can never get over that. I will still, always love that. And, and I like how you mentioned the differentiator between being a DJ that just plays music or being a DJ that plays music and throws the parties. You know, talk to me about you know how you're able to go into that stage of throwing the parties and being the DJ and how that has helped you in your career as a DJ. Um, basically, so when coming to Throwing, like being a DJ and throwing parties, don't get it twisted. You still have to hire other DJs. And that's what also comes to don't burn your bridges, don't burn the bridges with DJs because I have many, many DJ friends to this day that I'm cool with and I always make sure they get paid or they get taken care of because even though I'm a DJ and I throw this party, I can't be in two places at once. So you gotta hire other DJs to take care of the music. And then when it's time for your set, if you're not too busy, if you have a trusty right hand man to take care of the party, then you hop on a set. For my rich, like for my throw parties, I'm gonna name a few names and I hope they don't get mad. But I, I have a few names right now that I'm thinking of, like uh, my son, I have a friend called DJ Diddy. I have a friend called DJ Nitro, Wheeze, Darby, Drew, my son Rich, Wheezy, like all of these names I'm naming, I have them on the bill. And then that way, if I'm taking care of stuff in the party, I know that they shutting it down inside. And I go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I make sure everything is going good. And and, every, like, and that's, <laughs> again, that's one of the best things to do. Making sure I have people that I trust on the set, making sure everything is shelled down. Yeah, man. I think that you've built a team and building a team is super important. And talk to me about how you're able to find the right people to make of that team and kind of the different roles that people play, play within that team. Always. I, I trust, I'm not going to hold you. One of those DJs I named, uh, Diddy. I stopped DJing for a certain time because of something that happened in my life. 
And then once I got back into DJing, Diddy got me to really like, you know, he helped me out, helping me get back into the groove. He taught me like, you know, he like he's a he's an opener. Diddy's like a party. He's a vibe setter. So what happened was he's the only DJ that I know about right now. Right now, he's the only DJ that I know that can mix Keisha Cole with Pop Smoke. I've seen him do it. <laughs> I've seen him do it. And I'm always looking at him like, what? What the? Like, how is it? And it's like, what? Yo, like, and he got me to, you know, because anybody can do, anybody can play Pop Smoke. Like, anybody can do that whole drill rat. Everyone can get a party started. But it's hard to set a vibe. It's hard to get people moving, vibing with it. It's hard to do that. So it's now, it's like, I can do a prime time set. It's not that hard. But it's definitely hard to get people vibing and just moving, even moving in their seat. Like, just two-stepping back and forth. It's hard to get people to do that. And working with Diddy, that's a thing I learned how to do. I like even more better now. Like, it helped me humble my craft a little bit more. That's awesome, man. That's a super great skill that your buddy really has figured out the the keys to unlocking because everyone loves to be the headline DJ where the party's already lit and it's already set and everyone's there, it's packed. But the openers and the people that are setting the tone and that are there DJing before the whole crowd is there, they play a very important role. And your friend was able to just really figure out how do you be that one that really gets that crowd ready and primed for that that main stage DJ? I think that's a dope skill, and, and not many people are humble enough to take that role. So that's yeah. kudos. Everybody to always wants to have a prom time set or ending set, something like that, because you know the reggae, everyone gets people dancing and stuff like that. You know, everyone wants to be that, but nobody can really set the tone to get into that. They just want to like they just want to go out flat and play stuff like that but it takes a real humbling crab dj to just know their song selection and really just get the crowd a little bit feeling like feeling everything to get into that everyone always just wants to play prime time like i don't care about playing prime time i know i can do it but diddy got me to love opening you like doing opening parties and i'm cool with that i'll always be cool with that awesome man talk to me a little bit about you know what you do in regards to your brand and marketing yourself so you go by dj raf um tell me a little bit about just how you picked that name and, and stuck to it uh Raphael is actually my middle name and i got it from my uncle who passed away before i was born and you know and on top of that i feel like this was kind of like fate or something my favorite show growing up it just so happened to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And my mother always said I had a temper like the turtle with the red mask, Raphael. And it just so happened that that was my freaking name. So I started calling myself DJ Raph all the time. And the one thing that people still do to this day that kind of, you know, irks me a little bit, they call me Ralph. Where do people get an L from? Like, my name don't have an L. Like, where do y'all... It's Raph, R-A-P-H. Where do y'all get an L from? I still don't get that to this day, but I still forever am grateful for my name. It's how people know me. It's how I do what I do. And I'm going to stick with it. Awesome, man. I love that story. And it's funny, too. When I see your name, at first, I was wanted to say Ralph. So it's a natural <laughs> thing. Uh, 
but DJ <laughs> Rap. Much, much respect to your name and uh definitely appreciate it's all right. you it's all right. sharing. I still it. I still answer to Ralph too. It's all right. Because it happens so much. It happens so much. <laughs> appreciate you being so humble about it. Some people are really stuck up about their name. You say it wrong, they get offended, but uh it's really cool. Uh, I, I, I'm cool a vibe. Cool type of dude, bro. I don't <laughs> trip over it. Much appreciated, man. And, mm-hmm. and tell me, you know, you're very young with your career, 22. You know, yes. what do you think or what's your plan, you know, for the future of your DJ career? Do you see this I, something you want to do full time forever? You think that you want to kind of move into producing or move into having your own club or parties? or Like, what is the future for DJ Raph? My goal is to I have a little bit of multiple goals. I want to, in a way, start. I have well, three things. I want to start my own mobile event DJ company where we still de- we still do events, but for young up and coming DJs, we rent like I plan to have a bunch of equipment and do little. Like, I just want to rent equipment out to young DJs starting up. Want to be able to throw my own parties and then just apply like, supply and demand stuff like that, and eventually kind of own my own nightclub. Don't know. I don't have a name for it, but that is kind of like a goal I want to have on my own nightclub stuff like that. Not saying it's gonna be strippers dead possibility. <laughs> um, and also to also be like DJ Self or DJ Camelo DJing on the radio. That's always uh, been a dream of mine. I actually had the chance of, and this was actually a blessing disguise. I, if you know, you know, wilding out, right? I had a chance to be on DJ D-Rex Instagram live DJing in front of him. And I was just, and he thought I was amazing. And that's when really, I thought I was like, I thought my set was terrible. And he said, I was amazing. I was like, Oh, this just happened. My, one of my idols just told me that I'm great at DJ. I'm like, Oh my God, my goal is, yeah. So just to end up getting on the radio, Give every people that like the, those vibe setters, like just get everybody grooving in the car on their way home. Yeah, like just that would take my phone, my, my phone dropped. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, that's, that's, super, that's the, super exciting, man. And I think that you're well on your way. You're doing a really great job. And I really appreciate the way that you tell your story with so much passion. You know, that mm-hmm. passion for DJing, that passion for music, like you said, like you really love music. That is what fuels you. And when you have a passion for it, everything becomes easy. You're not doing it for a paycheck. You're not doing it because you have to. You're doing it because of the love for the craft. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And keep it up, brother, because that's what's going to get you very far. And you'll be wildly successful beyond what you can imagine. Yeah, I, I still try to this day. I don't even, you know, there's a lot of DJs sometimes that really believe that they're the best in anything. And I look at them crazy because there's nobody can ever be the best. People can just be good and people have the ability to be better any and especially even in my even in my town now and now I work with some djs anytime i hear a dj say that they're the best i look at them wild i look at them very very wild there's gonna be a few that don't like what i what i say but it's like you can't say you're the best if you're not on the radio you can't say you're the best if celebrities don't know you by personal name you can't be the best if you're not getting booked out your state like, and I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm the best, but I'm just saying I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I've DJed in other places besides New York. And some of these DJs who claim they're the best haven't left New York. So I just say like that, man, like, and I don't even, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like defecate on nobody's name, but it's like, humble yourself, 
humble yourself and work to get to the level that you're claiming that you're at. That's my only thing. Fact, bro. Every day is a journey. Every day is a climb, man. The moment that you said you're at the top, that's the day you stop growing. And you got to have that mindset where you're trying to work harder and harder and get better and better every single day and staying humble. Because as soon as you're not humble, man, you're going to block a lot of opportunities because people do not want to work with people that aren't humble. And the way you make it in this industry is not by how well you scratch or how well you mix. It's really about how well you nurture and build relationships with other people in the industry. And that's how you really right. make it in this industry, man. Nobody wants to work with the cocky ass dude that thinks he's better than everybody else in the lineup. And I've had a lot of people tell me that being cocky is part of being a DJ. I sometimes disagree with that because it's like, what, what, what can I say? Humbling yourself means that you don't think you like you're you believe that everybody here is great. You don't ever want to think that you're above anybody. I don't think I'm above anybody. I believe that any DJ I work with has the ability to get better. I would never say I'm better than anybody because I'm not. I'm not better than anybody. You know, I just I practice every day. I, I'm looking at my set right now. I practice every day. I'm in here. Like, I don't even be going to parties sometimes. I go to parties sometimes if I just feel like it. But if I'm not at a party, I'm here. I'm practicing. I'm downloading music. I'm learning the I'm learning the times. I'm hearing the beats and I'm getting better. And I'm going to continue to get better. I will never say that I'm better than anybody. I can say because that, that person can get better than me. And then I'm going to look crazy. <laughs> Wonderful, man. Now, I really appreciate just how humble you are and you dropping this, these these pieces of, of knowledge on people because this is what they need to hear, man. They need to hear the real truth and the real yeah. advice they need to, to make it in this industry, man. So at this time, I definitely want you to talk about, you know, what are some things that you focus on today and how can myself and our audience help and support you? I can definitely say the one thing that I focus on right now is I focus on, and this took a long, and this took a while to really get, I have to focus on what Raph wants because the one thing that I do, I always tend to put people above me because that's that's how I was raised. I was um, always told, I, I don't like, I, I care about other people more than I care about myself, which is both a healthy and a bad thing to do because there's times where I neglect my own physical and mental, uh, 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 physical and mental health. And I just, I put other people before me and I really, I, I, I gotta stop doing that because I got a bad heart. And you know, sometimes doing that shit can really be bad for my health. But I've learned that anybody, anybody is capable of switching up. Everybody is capable of their own personal agendas. But the people that care about you before they care about yourself, not being themselves, those are the people you gotta keep in your corner. Those are the people that, like the people who look out for you and stay true to you. Those are the people you have to keep around you because I've in like in damn near I'm almost about to be 10 years now I've been DJing. I've seen a lot of people come and go out of my life. People who've only had me there for moments of life when I'm useful to them. I've had a lot of people come and go and I've learned to get used to it because I don't like I'm one thing I'm not going to do anymore is fight to keep people in my life that are trying to leave. If you're trying to leave, I'm open the door for you. You don't need to be in my life if you're only here for a moment. I'm good. And there's times now where uh, the way people do parties nowadays, uh, sometimes they book the same DJs. Only when I'm around, but sometimes even out of, like, I don't say, 
I don't fight to be on a lineup unless I kind of like, you know, I mess with you. I'm like, if I mess with you, bro, and I always help you, man, hold me down. But I'm not going to fight for a booking. One thing I'll always say is just, you know, always remember who has your back. And don't ever, ever kind of flip on that person because you don't want to be the people who left you. Don't be the people that left you. Don't walk out the door with them. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look weird. It's going to look really wacky. Awesome, brother. So at this time, we're going to jump into the lightning round. Are you ready? Awesome. Shoot me. Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software. I have two DJ sets right now that I'm looking at. I have a gold DDJ SRT. I have a Newmark NS7, oh no, NS6 II. And as far as speaker-wise capability, I have one Mackie sub subwoofer and I have two Mackie 12As. I sometimes use my uncle's equipment and he has, again, a DDJ SRT and he has a Pioneer DDJ S9 mixer along with two CDJ 850s. Those are for kind of like weddings. And um, I have a storage unit in Saratoga, Saratoga, New York, but that's only for like concerts and stuff. Like if we are gonna bust out the big guns, okay, let's go take that trip. And in that we have four QSC subs, two EVs. Uh, I'm pretty sure my I'm pretty sure my cousin sold one of the SD2s we kept in there. But yeah, like in case we gotta do a whole concert or something, I'm ready. Like let's let's do it. Who's your favorite DJ? Uh, I got a couple. I got like three. Uh, DJ Puffy, uh, Miles Medina, and I'm not gonna hold you. He's kind of like, a, like I, I say he, I, he's my favorite because, you know, he's fun. He's energetic and he gets a crowd lit. And people are not probably going to like what I say, but DJ Poly D. Because he knows how to get a crowd lit. Regardless of what he plays, he can get a crowd lit. So I don't care what nobody says about that. And it, the job of the DJ is to get a crowd having fun. So he knows how to get the crowd having fun. So I rock with him. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at and why? Is this radio show PG? <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, one of the best parties I had to have thrown, it's between two. It's one of the first parties that I threw when I was 15 called um, uh, Pajamas versus Lingerie. And that kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> it kind of speaks for itself. And, you know, that was one. Of, it could be that one. I'm going to stick with that one right now. I'm going to stick with that one right now. <laughs> Who's the most interesting person you've met through DJing? Ooh. Ooh. Interesting person I've met since DJing. Mm. That's a long, long list. So I'm going to say right now, it's between three people. It's between three people. Actually, no, four. Between my, one of my friends, I call him Drew. His name is DJ Drew. Between him, I've been rocking with him for years now. He stuck by me through a lot of stuff. And um, between uh, my friend Diddy, my friend Diddy, and then it's the third person that I'm working with with parties now. I have a party Friday that I'm getting ready for. His name is Ant. And I work with him with uh, all the parties that I've been doing recently. And 
He's a he's a tough he's a tough cookie, but you know he he stuck by he sticks by through the worst kind of stuff. I know I, he can have my back. And the fourth one, you know, he's he's a little unpredictable sometimes. He gets me mad with the stuff that he does. But the fourth one, it would have to be a friend of mine that I call Mick. You know, he gets me mad sometimes with his irrational decisions. But I won't ever doubt his energy to throw a party. I won't ever doubt that. So it's between those four people. What's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? Copyright infringement. They need to stop that. I could be in the middle of a perfect set. I could be in the perfect set. And as soon as I play Beyonce, Jesus Christ, they clip me like a dead arm. They clip me. They need to, that's I would say. They need to stop copyright infringement. And shout out to DJs that you know personally whose story should be also shared on this podcast. All right. We're going to go down the list. I'll try to keep it short. DJ, okay. Top one, Diddy, uh, Drew, Nitro, uh, freaking my son, Wheezy, Darby, Wheeze, um, who else? Some younger DJs, Drew Dallasan, K5, uh, Venom, DJ Ian, uh, going on, DJ Ray, Manny, Cheem, a whole lot of New York, Brooklyn DJs and Queens DJs going on and so forth. But And that's the best part. I know a lot of DJs, a lot of DJs, you know, mess with me. I don't ever got to worry about not being in the group because even though I'm not in the parties, I'm still no. Even though I'm, my name might not be on a booking, it might not be on this party that everybody's going to, I still walk in the spot and everybody know me. Yo, Raph, what's good? Hey, Raph, hey, man, what's going on? What you doing? You chilling? I bet. Yeah, like, I might not be on the billing, but everybody still know me. I still walk in there like, hey, guys, what's going on? I'm chilling. Yo, awesome. Raph, where's your laptop? I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> I'm hey, not getting paid for this. We look forward to hearing their stories, man. Uh, and any DJ that want to sign up for the show can do so at djsignup.com. And brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? They can find me online at dj.raf, like D-E-J-A-Y dot Raf, R-A-P-H on Instagram. They can find my Facebook, Raphael Jordan. That's my name. Um and if anything, everybody in the Long Island, New York area, we're doing a party in Huntington. I can't give out the address, but hit my Instagram and you'll get the address uh, close to the day this Friday, April 23rd. And and any if anything, hit me up from bookings from the whole metro New York area to Long Island area. I'm open to do bookings from anything y'all want. Hit me and we got it. I may not be the DJ on the flyer, but I'm still a DJ that will make your event one to remember. Awesome, brother, man. We really appreciate you being on the show. This was an amazing interview for the My DJ Story podcast. And your story is still in the making, 22 years old. And you're rocking it out right now, doing some amazing parties and have an amazing journey ahead of you, man. So everyone, please check out my guy, DJ Raf. He's really doing it. Follow him. Watch his journey and go to some of his parties if you're in the New York area. So, brother, thank you for your time, man, and look forward to working with you and staying in touch uh, going forward. Of course. Thank you very much for having me.